You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. There it goes. Now it's recording. Ah, thank God you stopped it and we didn't start recording. Otherwise, I'd have to say a big sorry to everyone who I just offended, which is basically everyone we know. Well, welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 96. Kevin, how are you doing this week? Well, a little bit better than you are. Even though I've got a bit of a cold, I didn't forget to do anything that I was supposed to do for, say, episode 95. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? The listeners will hear 95, uh, 96, which is this episode, after 95 anyway. It was just running a bit late, and I actually thought that it was our fearless leader, Tim's fault, but... Uh, Upon going through my email, I kind of realized that, you know what, I didn't email him to say, Tim, please post the show. So uh, it was certainly my fault, and actually I'm glad I looked through my email first because I was thinking of sending, Tim, wake up, hello, knock, knock. Glad I didn't do that, Kevin. Yeah, I am too, because uh, we wouldn't want to take a pay cut or anything. (laughs) No. (laughs) We get paid way too much as it is, but let's not tell him that. Uh, (laughs) And you know, the the other problem with being late now, this could screw up. We we have to give a shout out to Bill Patterson, uh, a new or a faithful listener to the show who's going back and listening to the entire back catalog of yours and my and uh, the unknown Beatles rants. Uh, over the last year or so, so I know this is scary. Bill's actually—he's he, on a rampage, just going through it. I sorry, it was up to one show that you and Mike did uh, yesterday, I believe. And um, yeah, just absolutely talk about dedication. And you know, no, none of our other listeners would go back and listen to all the shows again. And uh, I don't uh, think any of the other three would. No, no, no. The, the the man who shall remain nameless. He probably only listens to about half anyway, because we criticise him generally in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Bill, thank you very much for for listening back. Uh, we're loving the feedback that we're getting on Twitter and and so forth, and uh, hope that you've enjoyed the shows. And um, yeah, you know what? I even haven't listened back to our original shows that you and me did, Kevin. I, you know what? I I'm part of them, and then I edit them, so I get to listen to them twice. I know you listen to some of them as they come out. If you have a hole in your your podcast in uh, library to listen to, uh, but I think it'd be rather funny to go back and listen to some of this stuff. Um, yeah, well, you know, we were talking about it. I guess we talked about it after the show last week. The one that hadn't been published yet, by the way, folks. Uh, <laughs> but they won't know that when they get this episode. Stop dumping me in, Kevin. Okay. Ignore Mark's non-publishing of the episode. The <laughs> um, yeah, because we were talking about this after last week's episode, that you and I have been continuous now for almost a year doing this show. And then even before that, off and on, I was on NAMP. I don't know how many episodes of NAMP I've done. I've lost track. And uh, so this is about a year and a half. No, I guess coming up on two years now that you and I have been podcasting in a year solid just together. So does this mean you're going to take me out and buy me a nice dinner? <laughs> Are you going to give me flowers and chocolate? Yeah, sure. What the hell? There we go. Dinner's on me. <laughs> There's a picture for you, listeners. Mark with flowers and chocolate, and, and him, and uh, him, then him buying me dinner. And there's something everybody wants to see outside. <laughs> you know, it is kind of um, it's actually a milestone, really, because we we've done more shows now than any previous hosts on Geeky's show ever. Um, you know, and and lasting this long, it, it's a pretty long time to you know put up with each other. Uh, so, you know, we've got something good going here, Kevin. It works. It, it works. It's at, at a different it's, level. It's and dysfunctional. Absolutely dysfunctional. You know, it reminds me a lot of Honey Boo Boo. Oh, Jesus Christ. You can be June, the mother, and I'll be Honey Boo Boo. Hold on, hold on. What, what, why do I have to be the stupid bimbo? Yeah, like being honey herself is going to make me any smarter. Okay, good either, point. It's either that or I'm going to be Sugar Bear, your husband. You got your choice there, dude. <laughs> oh, my 
Do you want me to be your offspring or your husband? Or actually, technically not your husband, your live-in boyfriend. Oh, neither. (laughs) Kevin, are you still addicted (laughs) to that damn show? Yes, and I'm going to be watching the the special episode that's on tonight. It's the... All right, you know what what we're going to do? IMP, we're going to do an IMP version of Geeky Shiva, which is... Ooh, pretty lights. <laughs> which which is three hours long. Three hours in length, and then Kevin won't get to, to do his honey boo-boo. So, listeners, bear with us. A three-hour show's coming at you just because we, we've got to help Kevin. He's got to get out of this rut he's in. He just he can't keep watching honey boo-boo. It's got to just destroy his soul. When he finally passes and then meets his maker, his maker's not going to be happy. It's on the DVR. It won't make any difference if we do three hours. Oh, <laughs> shit. My God. Yeah. You old pirate, you. You know. <laughs> but, but, I, actually, I have, as dysfunctional as their Thanksgiving was, I can't wait to see how dysfunctional their Christmas is. Oh, this has, this, 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 This has to be good for a, a laugh beyond laughs. And I want to see what June cooks for Christmas dinner after I watched her fix her Thanksgiving dinner. I'm surprised that they're still living. Let's put it that way, with the way that she cooks and scratches the fork or whatever on the back. Yuck, yuck. All right, now, (laughs) speaking of that, Kevin, because now I've stopped wanting to eat, so I need to talk about waistlock with weight. I'm hitting myself, listeners, because my tongue is completely twisted around my backside. Uh, weight loss <laughs> products. And <laughs> that is a picture. Uh, you, you know what, Kevin? We always hear from a lot of our friends that we've got on, on Twitter and so forth. Fitbit. Go get the Fitbit or the, the Nike Fuel Band or or uh, this or that or something else. And, you know, over the years, I've bought into different things. I, you know, I had the uh, Wii Fitness Board. I You know, the EA Sports Active. I was actually thinking of getting a, a Fitbit and, you know, sort of going out there and, and linking up and comparing how many steps I make per day. Well, you know, I haven't, I've done some exercise this last week, which, you know, is sort of imposed on me because I've got to walk the kids to school and, and then go back and pick them up and walk them home and everything. So I'm doing around about 6.2 kilometers a day, which we worked out pre-show, which is about 4.1 miles of walking per day. Now, interestingly, in the last week, I've lost three kilos by doing this. Now, I normally don't lose weight at all. I don't gain any more weight. I just don't lose any weight at all. Um, So to lose this, it's like, oh, that's cool. And I, I haven't cut anything out. You know, if I want chocolate, I still eat chocolate. If I want a big spaghetti bolognese, I still eat a big spaghetti bolognese. I haven't changed what I eat. I'm just, of course, moving more and, and being more active. And I got to thinking, if I had gone out there and spent the $60, $70, whatever it is on this Fitbit, it's not really going to make me fit. I have to go and do this walk anyway. And I, I think, is it just people go out and buy this stuff to artificially create willpower because they don't have the willpower to go and and put headphones in and go for a walk without technology to then compare against others? Um, no. So I've just offended <laughs> everyone. Oh boy, I'm gonna have now to say I, some sorries. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I have um, I've thought about buying one of those. Um, because I'm vertically challenged or horizontally challenged, whichever way you want to go with it. But, and I think the the thing there is, it's a little bit of self motivation for those that don't that don't have it. As you say, you do say there are some people that that lack self motivation to do certain things. So I think it does give people self motivation, but it's also the the community spirit of, of being in it with a bigger group, being part of something bigger, not just the willpower to do it, but it's the sense of sharing an accomplishment. I mean, you know, you know, well, I kind of did that on Twitter last night. You know, I I pumped out, Hey, you know, I've lost, you know, three kilos this week and, uh, didn't change the diet, just added walking. Um, you know, I got a, a round of congratulations, which thank you to everyone who uh, who sent me a tweet back. You do sort of feel that community, I guess, or 
you know, that sort of drove you a little bit more to to go out and the next day do it. I just, I don't see where spending a lot of money on fitness technology is going to help. And, and unless, of course, you need that encouragement on a continuous basis. Well, there's the other side to it, too. Besides the encouragement, mm-hmm. it unlocks the inner geek in that you have data, and that's one thing that most gate most of us geeks do crave. And I've heard innumerable numbers of our fellow podcasters, friends, and stuff like that that have talked about it's so cool just to have the data. I mean, I I can speak for myself in knowing when I'm doing graphing and stuff like that of data points, uh, some of the stuff I have to do in my regular job. I mean, as I get the data and it comes in and I get to look at it and modify it, go, ooh, pretty lines or nice <laughs> shapes, you know. And I, it's, it, it's, it's, it fulfills another need, too, that it combines your geekiness with your health, healthiness. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, so let's, certainly, it, I, I guess whatever both. works, whatever works for you, I, I think is probably the, the key. Uh, but let me ask you, Kevin, because I'm not that much into – Let's find out every single little bit of data. I mean, does that make me less of a geek because I don't necessarily want to obsess over the data that I'm getting back from products like this? Yes, it makes you much less of a geek. Ah. So I've got to resign my post, do I? No, no. Ah. You'll have to to just work (laughs) on leveling yourself up in other ways. (laughs) I... But, you know, I... It is something uh it's it's like I talked about last week when I was t- the show that hadn't been published yet the I, where I talked about <laughs> just drop it in I'll get a little salt and send your way the uh, the uh the the thing with evernote and um and how people use it, and sometimes we as geeks get caught up in the system more than in the process of what we're trying to do. Hmm. We get hung up on the system that we're doing more than the process. And I think that's what can that's what can happen sometimes with people. The only good thing is in this in this case is that if you're trying to generate the process and the data, one you get to satisfy your need for a geek toy, you know, that's you get something shiny new, you know, squirrel, the um you know that whole situation. But the other side is, it, it, you know, in trying to make these systems work, you actually end up doing yourself some good. Hmm. So, I mean, it does have a plus and a minus to it. Yeah, definitely. Maybe I'm just not geeky enough. Uh, you know, and, and certainly, uh, I, I just like the outcome. I don't necessarily like the process a lot. I like to know that I can do things simply. And I, you, you know what I find interesting? I think even if you look at computers, there's different level of different levels of geeks uh, in technology because you've got some that, you know, go hardcore into Windows, some that go hardcore into Unix, some that go hardcore into Mac. And then you've got people like me who don't go as hardcore but like using the end product more, if you know what I mean. Um, So, okay, I've got the terminal in my dock. I do use it, but compared to 90% of everyone else who I know, uh, I'm a complete noob when it comes to terminal. Um, you said noob, not boob, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a boob on the weekends and a noob on the weekdays. Okay. Just, I just wanted to clear that up. <laughs> but you know, it, it's interesting because you know I much more prefer a, a user interface than I do the command line. I just gel with it more for whatever reason. Uh, although I do get a little buzz every time I, I uh, open the terminal and, and go and do something in there. Um, specifically, most of the times I go and watch Star Wars and New Hope uh, when I'm in the terminal, but, you know. It is what What else it are is. you going to do? I mean, it's not, it's not in the UI. If I could have it in the UI, I'd watch it, but unfortunately, uh, it never came out on iTunes yet. Hopefully, Disney will put it on iTunes because George Lucas just wanted to screw us all and make us buy... Uh, you know, the Blu-ray copies and not own the DVD copies and not get it on iTunes. I'm ranting again, and that, it just irritates me, Kevin. They have an ointment for those irritations that you can rub on it. Oh, I tell you what, I, I got a, a bloody ant bit me yesterday. 
And it's so sore and red and itchy, and it's like, yeah, damn, bloody hands. Oh, I'm still oh, having bugs. I went out this morning. Great big huntsman on top of our front door. What? I burned myself. I got a boo-boo. A honey boo-boo? No, no, just a boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, burning yourself is not nice. It's uh, it's not good at all. I, actually, speaking of doing stuff, you know, that sort of gets irritated and could cause damage, I actually I had to uh, fix our lawnmower this last weekend because the week before... I uh, I pulled the the pull cord and and literally the pull cord broke and it's like, oh I can't finish doing the lawn like this. So anyway, you know I, I had to get in it and fix it. So I'm I'm taking it apart and I've got YouTube playing. Okay, so this is my geekiness. You know I'm I'm watching a dude on YouTube on how to retread the um the pull cable and and how to tension it and then retread it and so forth. And uh, it took me two hours to do that, by the way, because it was the first time I've ever done that. Look, I, Kevin, I don't know this stuff. I, You know, this is outdoorsy kind of stuff. This is, you know, the first time in 15 years I've had to actually mow a lawn because everywhere else I've lived, it's all been taken care of, it, you know, so I haven't had to worry about it. And... Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's one of those things that I actually took out the iPad mini. That's right. The the little, cute little <laughs> iPad mini. And watched this YouTube video as I was doing the repair. And um, so anyway, I did the repair. And you know what? Ever since we moved in, and this is sort of a hand-me-down lawnmower anyway that came with the house. So, uh, you know, we've just been using that. And it's had starting issues and so forth. Well, it turns out that it was the tension. Because now the tension is correct. And now that I did it accurately and... and you know, I did full rotations on, on the sprint and then loaded it up. Well, now, you know, pull it. First time she goes without a problem. Before it was five minutes of yanking the chain, you know. <laughs> I no longer have to yank the chain for five minutes. Uh, so, you know, what? I'm proud of myself because I have no idea and no clue about engines and mechanics and stuff like that. I know the basics. That's where you put the oil. That's the dipstick. But you ask me to do anything, you ask me to take it apart, put it back together. Uh, I can take stuff apart, but can I get it back together again? That's the other question. Do you, do you, have, do you have parts left over when you try to put it back together? No, this is the first time I've taken something apart in my memory that I don't have parts left over. It's great. It was really, oh, really dear. good. So uh, you, you, you I, know, I'm the master. I'm no mechanic by any stretch of the imagination. I've worked on my cars over the years, but I finally reached that stage in my life where it just isn't worth my damn time to do some of these <laughs> things. I mean, just I, I will still work on my lawnmower occasionally and do things like that, but fortunately I haven't had to work on the damn thing. I hate the lawnmower. I hate mowing grass. It's the most pointless task in the world. I'd much oh, I rather shovel it. snow. <laughs> I love it. It gets me away from the kids, and I just, I just think I just and you know what? I don't know what I'm thinking when I'm going and mowing the the lawn. I just think about stuff. I just I don't know. I just you know. Oh look, the blades are cross. They're they're being cut. They're growing. Oh yeah. Oh, I got sweat coming from my brow. You know, it, it's the most brain dead kind of thing that you have to do in your garden. It's just push the lawnmower. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, anyone who, who pushes a lawnmower for a living is going to kill me for that one. But what a cruisy job. I mean, if you can stand the heat and you enjoy the sweat, it's a cruisy job because you don't have to think about anything. You're your own boss and you go at your own pace. But the damn stuff grows right back. <laughs> I can, that's what aggravates the piss out of me, especially around here in the spring. I'll mow my yard, and I guarantee you in two days it'll look like I never mowed the damn stuff. It just <laughs> aggravates the living piss out of me. You, you got, I can hear the little bastards growing. <laughs> you can hear them. I can you, hear them. You, you've just got to lower it so that it gets closer to the root. I have. I've got it lower. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> That's what I thought would work. I, it I, I do better sometimes. I need to get a new set of headphones that work better. But that's what I use my shuffle for. My iPod shuffle is to listen to podcasts while I do that mindless, mind-numbing, soul-sucking, god-awful job from hell of mowing the grass. 
so that. And what I, can you I, say? I love mowing the grass. So I'd rather have my snowblower out there going through four foot deep drifts and getting rid of that. Than... Yeah, but that's, that's kind of fun in a way because it's like you know I don't need a snowblower out here, of course, but I I could get a leaf blower or a leaf sucker and you know be like blowing leaves around them, be like, oh, this is fun, you know. I have one of those. It's no fun. The, <laughs> I have I have a leaf blower. Although I I will say if I ever get a garden shed built and have space for it, I'm going to buy one of those lawn vacuums. Have you oh, ever seen those? I've heard it, 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 it sucks it looks up all like the a, leaves and that doesn't it? It looks like a lawn mower except it just <laughs> up the leaves, you know, and it grinds them up because we've got we get a tremendous amount of leaves because I've got four I've got forest not a forest I've got woods all around me mm, hard uh, you know hardwood trees. And we'll use by the time we rake, I'll have a pile of leaves probably three feet high by three or four feet wide by about fifty to sixty feet long. Hmm. So I mean, it's quite a quite a hunk of leaves. I throw them over the fence down into the woods behind me because that's where the damn things would have ended up anyway if I didn't have a <laughs> fence. So Let, it does let's, help let's just hope no, no one lights a match or, or throws a cigarette butt over the fence. <laughs> yeah, but uh, fortunately, it, well, it does help keep the weeds down because as, as they decompose, it doesn't let any of the weeds grow up and grow through the fence. It just lets the spiders, <laughs> you know, go underneath them and live in there. And I don't like spiders, good, Kevin. Good place for the spiders and the snakes to live. Snakes. I'll do. Spiders, no way. The big, big hairy one this morning. I, you know what? We all went out at the same time, and I, I made Gretel, you know, kill it, and because uh, I was too scared to go near it. So, and and you know what? I had to go because I, I had to get the kids to school, and, and she was left there, you know, with the broom and and trying to get it down and smacking it and everything. And then I even sent her a message later on uh, when she was at work saying, "Are you sure you got it?" And she said, yes, I left it by the stairs so that you can see it when you get home. It is dead. And I came home and I'm like, looking everywhere, you know, I'm like, where, ah, oh, there it is. It's, it's, oh no, eight legs. It's dead. Thank God. <laughs> oh, oh dear. That's, that's just sad in so many ways, Mark. I know. That like, your wife has to kill the spider for you. Well, I cook dinner for her every night, so I mean, you know. You know what you need? If you're going to have spider problems, you need a 12-gauge shotgun. <laughs> Wake up in the morning, hey, spider Kevin, on the roof, so you just blast away. <laughs> yeah, put a big hole in and then more will come in. And then if I see one on the ground, because the huntsmen don't build a web and they run around and, and hunt on the ground, then I'd probably shoot me foot off. Great idea, Kevin. <laughs> but it will be entertaining. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. I'll be coming to you from a hospital bed. <laughs> Ooh, pretty lights. Kevin's got this toy that he keeps popping up in in front of the uh, in front of the uh, camera, I guess you'd call it. And uh, it, it's like a star thing, and then it turns around and it, it makes sort of lights. It looks like something that would come off the original se- uh, the one of the original uh, seasons of Star Trek, the original series back in the sixties. Something that they'd use. Kevin, don't go putting it in your mouth. You're not Uncle Fester. Although if you were wearing all if you were wearing all black and did so the the shoulder thing, you could be Uncle Festa. Actually, that's a good topic. The Adams Family. I love the Adams Family. You know the cartoon series was the excellent. Family. The Adams. I can't remember the song. Uncle. Hold on. The Adams Family started when Uncle Festa farted. They all became retarded. The Adams Family. And we have another show. Thank you, listeners. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I won't be coming to you from the hospital. I'll be coming to you from the loony bin. (laughs) Yeah, really. Um, No, that's my alternate uh, entrance into the Adams Family uh, theme. But you know what? I I don't like the movies that they made back in the 90s that much. Um, I just don't feel they were done really as well as they could have been. Um, but the original TV series, which correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, but I think that was back in the sixties. Um, that was just awesome. One of my all time favorite TV series, along with the monsters as well. Absolutely loved those two. 
Um, just because they were weird and they were different. And I think they appeal to geeks in a way like that because I'm weird and I'm different. Um, so it's sort of, you know, I'm weird and different. Um, (laughs) (laughs) nobody's arguing. Okay. I wasn't arguing with you. (laughs) The only difference of course is they like the spiders and stuff and it's like, couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. So, uh. But no, were you were you a fan of the Adams family at all, or or even the Monsters? Both. I like hmm. both shows. Um, I can't. I remember watching them when I was little because they were. Yes, I'm that old that I do remember watching them when they were still coming out in production. Um, well, but, I was going to say, but look, I, I watched them when I was little, but I watched the reruns, of course. <laughs> no, I was watching the original. Thank you very much. <laughs> My on, older on, sister was on, on the black and white TVs or the uh, the colored TVs. Black and white TVs. There we go. Well, you know they were actually all done in black and white anyway. Uh, well, except yeah. for the monsters. The monsters were in color, uh, but Adam's family was in black and white. Actually, I think some of the monsters may have been in black and white from memory. They but, were, but not all of it. Right. They started them in black and white, uh, much like my very favorite show, The Andy Griffith Show. First few seasons of that were in black and white, and then it switched over to color. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it started, and I remember watching it. And then, of course, as I got older, watching it in reruns after rerun after rerun. Um, so it was it was a good show. I liked I did like uh, the Munsters uh, or the Adams Family, excuse me, and the Munsters. We they got to a point where they were on every afternoon after school too. So I really got to watch them, and by then I remembered more of it than mm. when I was a little kid watching it. So, yeah, it was. they were a good show, and uh, it was a very enjoyable type, very simple humor. Yeah. Um, you, you the one thing that used to always bother me and upset me, though, was when uh, uh, Mr. Adams, what was his first name? The character Gomez. First, yeah, when Gomez would crash his trains. And always oh, crash- I know. It's like, no! He had such lovely, uh, nice Lionel uh, O-gauge trains, and he'd crash them. And I, I, eh, I get a little, eh, you know. Yeah, you <laughs> know, it, 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 it's like that, uh, what is that, that movie phrase from It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas movie? Every time the bell rings, an angel gets its wins. Well, every time Gomez Adams crushed a, a, a train, you know, a, a devil got its wins. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it was an awful time to see that. It, it was sort of fun because I think we all wish that we could blow up our our trains but we also know how damn expensive they are and, and we yeah, really. no we can't so we kind of live vicariously uh through him but uh i i think my favorite character out of them uh, out of the show had to be uh lurch he was just you know hilarious when he would answer the door and you run and uh you run sir just, just very yeah. funny. No, it was, it was a All good right. show. You know, TV back then, um, and there's actually a lot of TV shows out of the 60s that I truly and honestly love. TV back then was quite magical because it was really fresh, I guess. Like, you look at TV now and there's a lot of the same stuff happening. In, in reality TV, it's kind of merge into where you just uh, that's reality TV it doesn't have its own identity and there's yeah. so many shows now as well that you know what what's the biggest greatest show at the moment I mean I'm watching uh, you know one set of shows and at the same time someone else I know is watching one set of shows but we're not watching the same show because there's only so many hours in each day Whereas up until really the the late 90s, um, probably the time of when the X-Files was on the air uh, in its first run and and Stargate was there and then you had uh, Star Trek Voyager, Deep Space Nine. Up until that stage, you could say, hey, I'm watching this. And then the other person would say, oh, yeah, I saw that episode. That was great. Now there's so much that you go, oh, I saw this. And it's like, oh, really? That's wonderful. I don't know what that show is. I've never seen it before. Yeah, I mean, the the selection was, uh, shall we say, greatly reduced from what it is nowadays. And then, you know, I have a lot of pe- friends that, that I work well, people I work with and friends, and some are, are friends that I work with, um, that talk about some show, like they'll talk about, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the HBO series that they've talked about, 
What was the one with the mobsters? I can't remember. They were mobsters and something the about the Sopranos. Yes, the Sopranos. I, they you know, about I that. still have not seen that. Now I've seen a couple of episodes when it's been on, and I couldn't be bothered flipping the channel. I've I've checked it out. It looks good. But because it was so involved with, you know, it was around the same time of Lost, Bones, um, and probably ten other shows, I just haven't had time to watch it. Well, and like I said, I, you know, it was on HBO, it was on pay-per-view, or pay channels here, and I'm too fracking cheap to pay for it. I can't I'm not paying. I I don't pay for pay TV anymore. I mean, we still have cable service, and I'm going to reduce that down some more, but... I'm not paying to watch a television series like that. I mean, I really am down to watching literally four television series, and then intermittently I have others, uh, which is basically uh, Monday nights on CBS here in the United States. I watch Two Broke Girls, um, I think Mike and Molly on Monday nights, and then on Thursday nights I watch Big Bang Theory followed by Two and a Half Men. Mm -hmm. And really, that's probably the extent of regular television I watch. Now, there are a couple series. I mean, the rest of the stuff I do is I watch video podcasts, and then, you know, I'll pick up, I'll watch different shows. Like, we watch, occasionally, yes, we watch Honey Boo Boo. But then uh, there's another new CBS show called Elementary with Lucy Liu, and I can't think of the other guy. It's a modern take on Sherlock Holmes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a new series. I watch that some. I watch CSI some. I watch Criminal Minds. You know, but I don't watch them regularly anymore. Mm. Those four shows that I named are the only ones that I really try to watch. Reg- I watch Duck Dynasty some because uh, it's entertaining, but yeah, t- I t- really t- have it's just not down. the same, is it? It's it's just not the same as what it used to be. There used to be breakout shows, and then there used to be substandard shows. Now the breakout shows aren't you know, as big as they were. And now there are a lot more substandard shows, in my opinion. It's just, you know, stories have got better. You know, uh, filming has got better. The quality of TV has got better. But when it's so similar to other stuff or, you know, when it just doesn't appeal to you, I don't know, there's just, there's something going on where I don't know if you'd call it greed or what you'd call it, whether there's too many people working in the film industry, the TV industry now. But you just can't get your teeth, you know, sunk into anything. Um, yeah, I, and, and the other problem is when I get sunk into a TV series or something like that, I get so into it that it's just like I'm chomping at the bit and it's, I hate to admit it, it's somewhat self-consuming uh, that I get so hung up in the in the show. There's a couple series... And I think, like you, I'm finding it better that if I wait till after, you know, a couple seasons of the show have aired so that I can go back and watch it without all the fracking commercials and and stuff like that. Because that commercials anymore absolutely freaking annoy me. Hmm. I mean, that's part of the reason I DVR so much stuff, because I don't want to watch the damn commercials. It just it's like nails on a chalkboard. It's just god awful to be anymore yeah although there are a few entertaining commercials sure but you know they're the exception rather than the rule and and suddenly you know i I don't like the commercials either i um I, i am pro for if they put commercials in the content and allowed us to watch it free online i would tolerate that but i'm not gonna sit there in front of the tv and watch commercials through something you know what since we moved in in december so we're, we're coming up for six weeks to two months uh been in the new house i can honestly say we have not turned on the television to watch traditional television if i want to watch something like uh last night i watched a, a documentary on superbugs and and how scientists are, are trying to defeat the superbugs uh the we're creating, uh, you know, due to the use of overusing, I should say, antibiotics. Really good documentary. But it, it comes through the, the TV station out here, SBS. Um, and that station has their own iPad app. And I can just stream it to the Apple TV. It looks fantastic. At, you know, really great quality. And I just watch it when I want. And 
so you know I'm, I'm not gonna wait and tune into whenever it's on at a certain time you know i've got a family i don't have time to do that so this kind of you know video over ip for television i think is superb and i think that's what we need but I would watch ads with that, or I'd even be happy. The BBC International charges $10 per month for access to all you can watch in that month. That's cool because sometimes I'll go, you know, two or three months with paying the $10 so that I can catch up on what's been on the BBC. Some of the comedy shows out coming out of Britain are great. And then, you know, some of the documentaries that I want to watch as well. And... That business model is perfect because then I can just stop. I can stop after and not renew it for another month if I don't want to. And then two months later, three months later, when something new comes out, I can sign up again and go for a month or two months. Whereas you look at the cable companies and even our cable companies out here, you call them up to try and change your package and they'll give you every excuse in the book why the package you're on is perfect and why you shouldn't downsize. Or they'll say, oh, but, you know, you might want this or you might want that. It's a constant David and Goliath battle because you're saying, I have $50. I want to spend no more than $50. Don't charge me $70. Put the package in $50. You don't have choice. They tell you what they're going to give you. Whereas with the BBC thing, I've got the choice. If I don't want to spend $10, I'm not locked in anyway. But once you're locked into that two-year contract, or certainly out here they're two years, with the cable providers, then you're locked into paying something, but you've got very little control. Well, we're not locked in like that here. I mean, I am locked in for Internet because there is no other high-speed Internet service available uh, because I don't live close enough to centralized uh, for the phone system, I should say, to a central office for the phone system to do anything else. Um, not that DSL would be an improvement by any stretch of the imagination. So, I mean, I am stuck for cable ser- or for internet service, and I'm okay with that. That's I don't have a problem with that. The uh, but the television packages are just ridiculous. They keep shoving more and more of this useless crap. I mean, we must have. Um, I counted uh, about a month ago. There are sixteen or seventeen channels I'm paying for that I can't freaking understand. They're not in English. <laughs> Why the crap am I paying for channels in a different language? I don't want these channels. Yeah, so it's, it's like kick all those out and, and put something like sci-fi in or something. Yeah, I mean, I because mean, I do, I watch, I, watch sci-fi, I watch sci-fi this morning for a little while. I forgot what the heck was on. Um, but I watched the sci-fi channel for a little while this morning. I mean, I watch the history channel occasionally. We did watch the Discovery Channel last night, a thing about the giant squids uh, and about an expedition to finally capture a live giant squid on film. Really a pretty fascinating thing. We were all kind of enthralled with that. But, I mean, really, other than the basic digital channels that I can get for cable, that's what I'm going to go back to. Mm. There just isn't any other crap that I care. There's only one channel that's outside of the basic di- two, excuse me, two channels outside the basic digital service that I care about. One's what's called the NFL Red Zone for American football, which during the season, it broadcasts all the games, and then any time a team is about to score, they switch to that game, and they keep switching between all the games that are going on. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that. And then the other channel I like is one of the uh, semi-local PBS stations does an all-British comedy and drama channel, which has a lot of the BBC programming, which I like. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'll miss that. But other than that, I fracking don't care. I don't need... They, they don't have... The channels are crap anyway. They have the Hallmark movie channel. Every Hallmark movie is the same thing. <laughs> You, you guy know, meets girl, girl doesn't like guy, guy tries to get girl, girl likes guy, guy doesn't like girl anymore, they get together, they get married, that's it. Okay, big, hairy deal. <laughs> you know the other thing that I used to find uh, really annoying about the pay TV uh, out here anyway, is they would repeat the same program time and time again. You'd be going for six months, and you'd be like, have I seen this episode? I've seen this episode. Why am I watching this again? Or they, they, you know, repeat something just 
four times a day and you know so you're not all you're doing is you're paying to see the same thing time and time again it's like go and buy it (laughs) if you want it that badly go and buy it um it's just ridiculous and then pay tv i don't know how it was in america because you guys have had pay tv for a very very long time whereas out here we only got it in the 90s when it first came out in the the mid 90s i think it was the 90s it might have been the early 90s when we got it um, but it, it was somewhere in the nineties and the one thing was, Hey, this is TV without advertisements. You pay for it. So you don't have ads in it. Well, that lasted a few years and then they started putting ads in, you know, they'd put it at the hourly mark at the half hourly mark. And then they've got to the stage now where they have as many ads as they do on normal commercial free to air TV. So it's like, okay, I'm paying you for my cable service, plus you're also shoving this down my throat, which I don't want. Hence why exactly. I'm paying for pay TV. I, you know, Kevin, no wonder piracy is so out of control because it's easier, isn't it? I mean, okay, ethically, morally, it's not right, but it's easier than having to put up with their crap. Well, you can get what you want. That's the that's the what solution. What you want when you want. Yeah. That's right. You get what you want when you want. And I don't support piracy in any shape, form, or fashion. Mark does. The, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but I hey, don't. We, you know, we've been honest about my piracy, so nothing yeah, to I, hide. I'm not going to say I'm blameless when it comes to that. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that. Any Most any geek on the internet that tries to pretend that's probably lying to you anyway. Yeah. But, um... I mean, if I could have, and maybe it would be more expensive, and in my case, it may not be, if I had to pay so, if I got to pick the channels I wanted and only pay for those channels per month, it might end up being more expensive. They keep saying, oh, you got to bundle this and bundle that. But some of these crappy ass channels that I never, ever watch. I don't want to freaking pay for them. (laughs) If they can't support themselves with the 25 people that watch the channel, then Freaking go off the air. Yeah, we support ourselves with three, not viewers, three listeners. You know, three subscribers. So, you know, if we can do it, anybody can do it. That's right. That's what's paying the bills here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we need need one of those PBS call-ins, you know. Support Geekiest Show Ever. You know, donate. (laughs) That's right. All we've got to do is get some cheesy actor... To, to say, come on, donate, give us all your money, and, you know, then we'll be home and hosed. Hey, I can be, I can, uh, I can be cheesy. <laughs> you know what, if, if we, actually, the whole stoplight network should do that, where we just go and do a big telethon, and then Tim would never have to pay us again. As opposed to what he pays us now? Exactly. Okay, that works well for me, then. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, we're, and and we're only picking at Tim just because it's easy and it's fun. The, well, um, so I, I want to make sure he's actually listening to the show because, uh, yeah, I think he's been busy of late. So I'm just testing the waters to see whether or not we get any feedback. It's kind of like pouring a hot uh, cup of hot coffee in your lap to see if it burns. It's you know. Yeah, but I know that will happen if I do that, Kevin. Okay, just checking. <laughs> just checking. Oh, dear Lord, listeners, we've gone down a rat hole, and I'm not even sure how the hell to get out of this one. <laughs> well, we were talking about TV and, and how we, we get annoyed and, and so forth. And, you know, look, I okay, here's one example, and I feel really, really awful about this, but screw it. it it's the way it is. I love Star Trek, as you know. I'm starting to now, I, I got sick and tired of just catching it periodically on TV and so forth. So I'm now doing the whole thing, getting the whole collections and I'm loving every single moment of it. The animated series has not been released in Australia. Now, if you're into Star Trek, as much as I am, you will watch every single series, including Deep Space Nine and Enterprise. I love Enterprise, but I know so many people who hate it. I think Enterprise is brilliant. But a lot of people dislike that, and a lot of people dislike Deep Space Nine. I like them all. But I also like watching them chronologically. And what happens is that the animated series 
slides in and fits in before the motion picture. Now, the big problem with that is I can't buy it on DVD. If I go and, and for instance, Kevin, if I asked you if you could, uh, you know, buy it for me, then send it across, that's great, but I don't have a multi-region DVD player. So I'm, I'm locked out automatically to, to even playing it back. So if I can't get it local, it's not on iTunes, it's not on anything out here. And if I can't get it DVD, what did I have to do? I had to pirate it. And Don't I, say said so. I, I had to. If I wanted to see it, that's what I had to do. I want to give them my money. But there's no way I can give them my money in this country because they don't have it released out here. Paramount's out here. They've got offices out here. You know, they have everything else Star Trek released. I can buy it. I can own it. I want to buy this, Kevin. I want to own it. But they're not making me buy it. They're not releasing it in any way, shape or form that I can access it. So if I can't do that, how else am I going to see it? And I'm not going to miss out. If I got hit by a bus tomorrow, well, I would have missed out watching it, wouldn't I? Well, you know, I think it's the Paramount screw mark policy is what you're facing. No, that's George Lucas and Lucasfilm um, and Fox. But <laughs> I, I, look, I'm praying Disney does a better job with the Star, Star Wars franchise. I'm really praying that because my son is starting to really love Star Wars. I, I bought him a, uh, on the weekend a, a, a Lego Star Wars 3, which is based on uh, the animated series. Um, I can't remember the animated series name at the moment. But it, it's, Clone Wars? Clone Wars, thank you. So it's based on that and it takes... It's supposed to take place after the events of the complete saga of the previous games. Anyway, he doesn't really follow the sagas, but he, he loves the Star Wars universe. And Gretel was saying to me, oh, you know, can we get Star Wars sometime? And I'm like, um, yeah, a little bit of a problem. And, you know, it's not on... We don't have a Blu-ray player at the moment. Um, and then it's no longer on DVD. And... It's not on iTunes, and it's, okay, how do I get hold of it? And it's like, yeah, you got to just go in there, and you just got to pirate it, unfortunately. It's just stupid. I want to give money. Want to hand money over? I don't want to take my money. I honestly, I can't understand why they're so stupid, why they will not take my money. I'll take your money. I'm not too proud. Everyone would. I mean, that's the stupid thing. You turn around and say, hey, you know, I don't want to give you my money. I mean, you know, I'd love to see the, the film studio start to sue people and say, and so that people can turn around and say, we want to give you our fucking money, dumbass. Take it. Give us the product. I, I don't get that. Why don't they do that? I, I'm not going to begin to debate or try to understand the complexities of why they... They don't, partially because we get most of that stuff here in the United States. I know you guys uh, suck. Well, I know, but <laughs> but there's stuff that there's stuff that we want that we can't get. There are British series that I would love to get my hands on, and even some American series that we cannot get because they physically have not been released on DVD or anything else. So it's not that we're perfect, but we're close, and it just makes it tough. <laughs> Was it, certainly with Star Wars, I mean, you guys haven't got it on iTunes either. You haven't got it on DVD. You probably don't have it on Netflix. Uh, so it is, you've got to have a Blu-ray player to, to play this content. And uh, uh, wait, wait, wait a minute, flashback. Star Wars, the first three movies, guess how I have them. Oh, VHS. Yeah. Yes. Same here. <laughs> and they still look, They you know, the tapes have held up fairly well. I'm... I'm they're pretty good with them. They're mm-hmm. they're getting a little dark, but they're not bad. They're still more than watchable. Yeah. So and, you know, it's the experience of it. You know, it, often I I think, you know, I, I've been sort of looking at new headphones recently because the ones I've got are, are starting the uh, the padding is starting to crack on them, and I've I've often thought much <laughs> like your brain. Well, you know, there's always been cracks in my brain. Uh, actually, when I shave my head, you can actually see the cracks, and, and you can actually run your finger across my head, and it it actually goes into the skull. You, you can't do that quite yet, Kevin. We don't have a transporter for your finger to touch my head. Um, 
crap, you made me lose my train of thought then. God, we're good podcasters. Ooh, pretty lights, pretty lights. <laughs> we're wonderful podcasters. No wonder only three <laughs> people listen to us. Um, no, so and anyway, but, you know, when I'm doing this walk in the morning and afternoon for the kids to pick them up and drop them off, on the way back when I don't have them with me, I have headphones on. I've just got the crappy ones that came with my iPhone. So they're not high quality. They're not those new ones that Apple developed. They're just the standard crappies uh, with the remote control on them. And, okay, I know the bass level isn't there, and I know the, the sound quality and the whole thing isn't there, and, and it's not quite good enough. But after you listen to it for a while, and then you listen to it day after day, your brain fills in the gaps, and you no longer start to miss that as much. And I'm just wondering, if it's similar. If you don't compare retina versus non-retina, you don't care about retina. So... Does our mind fill in the gaps for us? So if, if you talk VHS, you're happy with VHS on Star Wars because you haven't had the Blu-ray player version of Star Wars to, to look at side by side and go, holy shit, I was blind, now I can see. If you don't have that comparison, it's, it's like me uh, going and buying DVDs. I know the quality is slightly less than, than what Blu-ray is, but I don't care. I'm enjoying it. And my mind is saying, this is good enough. This is great. I'm, I'm still enjoying this content. Well, but the other thing, too, with video, people can tolerate the studied. People can tolerate bad video as long as it's still decent audio with it. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a I've heard and I've heard a few podcasters talk about that, where the audio is the most important thing. If it's good sound you can deal with bad video but the reverse or inverse whichever way you want to say it is not true i mean even if it's the most beautiful video if the sound is abysmal uh you can't watch it and and i can say that for sure because i've had a couple uh dvds that i've gotten through other than the normal channels i'll say and whoever encoded the audio is not completely in sync with the video Mm. And that drives that me nuts. up a wall. Mm. Just, you know, I what? mean, I don't have far to go to go over the edge. So, I mean, it's pushing me really, really close. Yeah, you, you know what I find worse is when you actually have a DVD or even a Blu-ray, and you got the five point one surround system, and your front speakers delivering the vocals, and then but the sound effects are so much bigger that you can't hear what the dude's saying. And you know what, Kevin, I've actually decided to st- step away. From the 5.1, 7.1, 9.2, all that surround sound nonsense. And I'm going back to just pure stereo. Two speaker, stereo amplifier, that's the way I rock. And you know what? I no longer have a problem actually hearing what someone said amongst a big action scene or, or something like that. It comes through superbly, and I love it. Well, see, I have another reason. I don't have any kind of audio system hooked to my TV, so I just use the built-in <laughs> speakers and the television. Oh, oh that is oh, that's nasty, Kevin. That's not we we gotta get you something there. <laughs> well, now I used to I used to hook the TV up. I used to have it pumping through the stereo system and all that. I just don't have the energy or the wherewithal or the will to set all that stuff up you, you anymore. Don't, you don't I don't want care. Like the, you don't want the three and four different remotes that you got to take to to the lounge with you in order to make all of this function, do you? I don't care about the, the multiple <laughs> remotes. I just don't feel like farting around with all the cables and stuff to get it all set up. And <laughs> I just, I, if, if I ever buy a big screen TV and put down here in the uh, family room, I, I probably might buy like a home theater in a box or I might buy one of those, uh, they call them sound bars that well, you mount. You know what? I, I've got a better option for you. It, Bose have released their own video wave TVs. Now, I'll bet they're about $5,000 for 46-inch. But the sound out of them is absolutely mind-blowing. You do not need a surround sound system. You do not need any additional speakers. You know what? I showed Gretel and she goes, yeah, that looks really interesting. We wouldn't have speakers around the place anymore. And it's like, no, dear, that's right. No speakers because it's all built into the panel. You know, the panel... 
it's thicker because it's got to accommodate these additional speakers and everything, which is fine. I don't care about a paper-thin TV. I'd prefer to get decent sound out of a TV. And uh, anyway, absolutely superb, just highly priced. And uh, I said, well, look, you know, we bought the car for you last year. How about we buy the, the Bose TV for me this year? And you know what? She's thinking about it. She hasn't said no. And she says it's interesting. All she said is, do you reckon we can afford to spend that much on a TV? And I'm like, eh, I think we could. <laughs> you know, I only half being honest there. You know, it's like it would, you know, be quite a bit of money to spend on a TV. We'd have to put our, our uh, home insurance premium up. <laughs> We, I mean, you're talking to a guy that's still been too cheesy to spend $500 on an LCD TV. <laughs> so, and you know, some, you know something else, though? That sound brings up an interesting point. Do you have speakers hooked up to your Mac? No, I use headphones when I'm uh, at my Mac. If I don't use headphones, though, for some of the things I watch, I find that I can listen through the inbuilt speakers, but I cannot listen to music through the inbuilt speakers on the iMac. I can use the built-in speakers for both watching and listening. Uh, unfortunately, there's usually multiple people here in the family room doing things, so I end up with my headphones on, the ones I'm wearing right now, which I pay. I had to buy, this is the second set, I think, of these I bought. And uh, for the $25 or $22 I pay for them, if they only last a couple, three years, I like I care. Mm. I'm sure there are audio files out there. Hell, there's probably regular people out there that would think the sound of these things is crappy. Yeah, <laughs> shut up. Nobody pulled your check. <laughs> I, I, actually, I've been looking at, because as, as I mentioned, I've got to get a new set of headphones, and uh, I've, I've been tossing up whether or not I pick up um, a Technics uh, DJ 1200 set, uh, because they released a, even though the Technics brand is technically dead by Panasonic, they did re-release for an anniversary uh, some new sets of headphones, which look absolutely lovely and sound pretty good too. Uh, and then I've also been looking at the Bowers and Wilkins P3 and P5s. The P5s are ludicrously expensive for what you're getting, uh, but the P3s they're a little bit cheaper. But they've actually they've been redesigned speakers specifically for the headphones. So even though you have a slightly smaller driver, you're going to have a much nicer experience. So, uh, but they're, they're still well, two hundred and seventy dollars, give or take. So, you know, well, you, know you want that yeah. stuff to last years when you buy it. You know, yeah. that, that's why. You know, anything I consider now, um, you know, if I consider buying a new TV, I want that to last five to ten years. Uh, you know, the one we've got is going on seven years, something like that now. Hey, I can top that. I just recently, well, I said it before, it hadn't been that long ago that I got rid of the TV we bought uh, back in 1990. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I keep the stuff till it wears out pretty much or until it stops functioning. And even then, I used that TV a little longer. SpongeBob would get a little purple at times. Or would, <laughs> I, I might, didn't give a crap. You know, my mother's TV is like that. And uh, every time I go across to her place, I, I, you know, I was watching... Uh, a BBC series, Wonders of the Universe, uh, that was presented by uh, Professor Brian Cox. Absolutely brilliant series, if you ever get a chance to see it. Uh, but the, the stupid part is, it's discoloured, so, you know, the colouring's out, and then there's other blotches in the screen. So, you know, he's talking about, you know, the Milky Way galaxy and so forth, and then it's like, Hold on a sec. What's that planet? You know, and it's just like this blotch on the screen that's permanently there. But now there's a new planet, and and my mother thinks that's acceptable to watch. And it's like, okay, I know you're blind in one eye, but this sucks. It's <laughs> just horrible. And then she comes yeah. across to our place, and she goes, "Oh, you've got such a lovely TV." And it's like, no, it just works better than yours. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I know the same. But no, I just. I refuse to get rid of the TV if it is, if it's still working. I didn't say I don't want one, but I also have a moral objection, considering what we've talked about the crap that's on TV, paying more than five hundred bucks for a TV. That is just morally objectionable to me. Well, I'm you, sorry. You really got to use it, you know. And uh, since I've been collecting DVDs again, I've been using a lot more. If I look at the iTunes stuff, um, I watch the iTunes purchase stuff on my Mac as well as my iPad and and so forth. So 
for a while then, uh, when I was just purely digital, I just watched everything on the computer or on a computerized device, didn't use the TV very much at all. Now that I've gone back to DVD, though, it's like, no, I actually want to sit down in front of the TV. So for my current use case scenario, a good TV is a good investment. But it wasn't maybe two years ago, or not even that far back, maybe a year, 18 months before I, I started getting back into collecting again. Yeah, no, I just, I don't know, I, it looks okay to me. I watch a lot of video on my on my Mac, uh, primarily the uh, one monitor I have here, the 23-inch, has a nice enough picture that I can keep working or piddling around doing other stuff on the other screen. So I just, I throw video up there, watch it, and listen to it through my headphones and go on my merry way. I don't know any better. I'm too stupid to know any better. Plus the fact that I got a 23-inch or whatever this thing is that close to me. Hey, it looks like a big-screen TV if it's only a <laughs> foot from my face. It certainly does. Right? Indeed. Well, Kevin, you know what? I reckon we're heading towards the end of the show. Did you have anything else to add for this episode before we uh, say sayonara to everyone and then I forget to tell Tim to post this episode? Um, yeah, because you'll forget anyway. So, uh <laughs> no, I think uh, I had one other topic, but I think we'll save that till next week because I want to talk about that in maybe a, just a little bit more detail than uh, yeah, that. Everyone's I, falling asleep and, you know, what stopped the listening. <laughs> stop the listening now, you know. <laughs> you know what's funny? On, on YouTube, you can actually see through through the, um, the management area, you can see... Uh, where people have stopped watching your YouTube video. So it starts off high and then it goes down and down and down. And then somewhere it just cuts. And it's like, so I'd love to see a statistic on being able to do that on, on podcasts. It'd be good if, you know, say a service like Downcast, and which isn't a service, it's an app. But, but say if that app could then uh, collect up where people stop listening to a show... Uh, and then send that to the the producers of the show. That'd be really cool information because I mean, you know, after twenty minutes we could just have you know white white noise just going through, and no one would notice the difference. Or we could have zippity doo dah, zippity My oh my, what a wonderful day! Plenty of sunshine coming my way. I'm gonna stop this for people throw up. Yeah, that, that's that, that second half. You know, you had the song going well until you mentioned the, the throwing up part, Kevin. Well, it's either that or they're... No, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> I'll, I'll resist to say some things. <laughs> not much, but I'll resist a few things. So uh, so we'll leave we'll those topics till next week then. Yes, that we shall. So hopefully next yeah. week we'll have a, a, a more interesting show, which, uh, well, I think today was interesting. Yeah, I I personally would listen to it at least once. Oh, wait, I just did. Never mind. Yeah, we, we oh. kind of lived through it, and it was, uh, I got to so I got to go back and edit this show, and it was a little bit uneventful. Well, let's put it this way. <laughs> Listening to our show can't be any worse than going to a proctologist. How about that? I think I'd prefer to go to the proctologist. It'd be at least a, a little bit of a buzz. Oh, dear. What the hell does your proctologist mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> and on that note, we'll call it an end to this week's episode. Oh, Kevin, where... end. Proctologist, an end. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin... Where can the listeners find out where you can be found and hopefully not at your proctologist? No, they won't find me at my proctologist because I go under a pseudonym when I go there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, if you want to find out about me, you can go over to Twitter where I spend a fair amount of time on twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. You can also find me over on Google+. I have been posting more there as I've had time. I've think I've gotten back into it mainly as we talked about last week's to the community, so circle me up over there. It's just Kevin Alder or about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Fantastic. How about you, Mark? Well, listeners can find me, if they want to, at mark.greentree.com. Um, no, mark 
I'm always thinking of my email address. Uh, and for anything related to the show, simply head across to geekyshowever.com. Send us some feedback at gsa at mymac.com. And you know what, Kevin? Just before we close out, i got to wonder. We tell the listeners where they can find us all the time. We know that we've only got three listeners. Are we ever hoping that someone else will find us? Sure, why not? Okay, we can so always that, hope they'll find so us. So that's why we keep spending this extra three minutes... It's kind of funny, every single podcast, and I do it on NAMP as well, goes through where can you be found and give us all your information. Have you ever actually listened to a podcast and then gone, oh, i got to check that. Oh, no, I can be bothered. Uh, I'd only do that with uh, this show at NAMP. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, listeners, thank you very much for subscribing and listening to the show. Until next week, take care. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Ever think about becoming a podcaster? Thinking, wow, you know, that's probably way too hard. Well, we have a solution. The Stoplight Network is looking for brand new shows to join the network. Won't cost you a dime. In fact, you might actually make some money off of it. So if you've always wanted to podcast, and it seemed way too daunting, drop me a line. My name is Tim Robertson. I am the host of TechFan. I started the MyMac Podcasting at the dawn of podcasting. And I can help you get your podcast up and running. Simply send an email to Tim, that's T-I-M, at MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, dot com. Tim at MyMac.com. Let's get your show ready for primetime. time.